Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Rochelle, and this is the Bay Area Podcast here on the Bleed Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Citra Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. You can find me personally at Rochelle Radio on Twitter. On this week's show, we're going to be talking about the Oakland Athletics and the San Francisco Giants and their upcoming series from a betting perspective over the course of the next few days. Before we do all that, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor. Bet Online is where you should go to win money today. With the NBA Finals ending and the second half of the MLB season starting, there's still plenty of action to get involved with. And if you're a football better, there are a ton of futures and props that you could wager on as well. BetOnline has all of the latest odds and news and information for all your sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head over to BetOnline and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ben Bray Podcast. I'm from going on break. We talk about what we're doing for this week's show. Once again, talking about the Oakland Athletics and the San Francisco Giants for their upcoming weekend series. But before we do that, we're going to quickly recap how we did last week from a betting perspective. And we did very well. I ended up going 2-1 and one in both series. So 4-2 and two overall, went 2-1 and one in the Giants series against the Astros, and ended up going 2-1 and one in the Oakland weekend portion of the four-game series against the Angels. So overall, solid profitable week. We'll look for another profitable week here. And we're going to start off with the Friday matchup. It's going to be taking place at 9.40 p.m. Eastern Time for the Oakland Athletics. And it's going to be a three-game series against the Texas Rangers. And the Rangers, we know, are awful. Now, offensively, this team has been atrocious all year long, has gotten even worse ever since Gallo was traded to New York. Last three games have scored three runs or less. Got shut out yesterday by... The likes of Dylan Bundy, who is absolutely terrible so far this season, so that tells all you really need to know. Meanwhile, Oakland had the thrilling Comfortmine victory against San Diego on Wednesday, where they were down two runs in the ninth, ended up winning in extra innings, and they have played pretty well lately, as Oakland has won five of the last seven, uh, just overall. And now for this matchup on Friday night, you got Bassett going up against Fulton Evitz. Bassett's been very good, 2.7 ERA at home. And as a whole, Oakland's been great whenever he pitches. 11 and 3 over, uh, record for Bassett, 3.28 ERA, and a 1.06 whip. So Bassett, I do think, will pitch well in the spot. Now, his last four starts have been a little bit of a mixed bag. He was great four starts ago against Texas, seven innings, one run. Then had a seven inning three earned run performance against the Indians, five innings, four runs against Seattle, and then seven shutout innings against the Angels which, of course, is definitely a good sign going into this start. But Texas offense is absolutely atrocious. There's really no other way to hide it. Uh, we know on the road this team's terrible, too, as this team is 13-40 and 40 on the highway. But looking at Bass's numbers against Texas so far this season, he has pitched 21 innings, has a 3-0 record with a .86 ERA. I think Texas offense is going to struggle once again. I think if the A's end up scoring four runs, that's probably enough to cover the run line in the spot. Of course, Oakland will be a huge favorite in this game because Texas has got awful. 
and the game's in, in the Coliseum. So Oakland, of course, will be favored by a decent amount. But either way, I'm looking at Oakland on the run line in this spot. I think this game turns into a bit of a rout, and I think that Oakland wins the Friday night game very, very easily. But that's going to take us to the second game we're going to talk about. Uh, of course, I forgot to mention that Fulton Evans has been awful. Uh, I mean, his record's atrocious. His ERA is atrocious. 2-10 and ten overall, 6 flat ERA, 1.35 whip. He's given up 31 home runs. I think that Oakland should have a pretty easy job getting the victory. But anyway, looking at the second game in this series, this is where it's going to get a little bit dicey because the starting pitchers are a bit in question. Uh, you have one starting pitcher listed for the Saturday game and one pitcher listed for the Sunday game. So we'll get creative and we'll still talk about our thoughts on the matchup. But either way, uh, you have the Saturday game which is going to be Cole Irvin on the mound against somebody. We don't really know who it is, but it's going to be taking place at 4 p.m. Eastern time. And Irvin was, I'd say, solid throughout most of the year. And then his last start, he struggled a little bit as he ended up... Actually, no, sorry. He was good in his last start. He struggled two starts ago. But he went six and a third, gave up one run against the Angels. Start before that, four innings, four runs against Seattle. But he's still been stellar, and his home numbers have been... Okay, 3.84 ERA in the Coliseum, which is worse than his overall ERA, but he's still been pretty good. And I do think that it really doesn't matter who Texas uses as a starting pitcher for this matchup because pretty much their entire rotation is just not good. Now, looking at Irvin's numbers against Texas this uh, this season, his numbers have not been great. Ten innings, six earned runs, seven runs overall, so it's 5.4 ERA. I think that Texas might get to him a little bit, but... By Texas' terms, that means three runs tops because this team can't score to save its life. I think Oakland wins again. Uh, Texas just is a complete fade, especially on the road, and I do think you will see the uh, Rangers struggle once again in this spot. So, for that reason, I will take Oakland to win the second game of this series as well, which will take us into the series finale taking place on Sunday afternoon. And for this one, you have the opposite situation where you have Texas with a listed pitcher, and Oakland has nobody listed. So that is definitely something you might have to speculate on. Now, of course, Caprillion was in the rotation, but he's now injured. So Oakland has to get creative and try to find some replacement. But either way, uh, you're looking at Jordan Lyles pitching for Texas on Sunday, and that is not a good thing for Texas because Lyles has been awful. 5-8 and eight overall record, 5.25 ERA, 1.43 whip. He's allowed 26 home runs this season in 120 innings. So I mentioned how Fulton Nevitz gives up a bunch of home runs. Lyles is right behind him. Uh, other than that, though, you can look at Lyles' numbers on the highway, and they are not good either. Uh, you, I talked about the 5.25 ERA as a whole, but if you want to look at the road numbers for Lyles, so, well, they're not good either. 5.46 ERA has been a little bit worse on the highway, but looking at his numbers against Oakland, he has actually been surprisingly good. 12 innings, 4 earned runs, which is a 3-flat ERA. However, he has not pitched that well lately, and I do think there's a good chance he gets shelled in this outing. Looking at the last couple of starts for Lyles, five and two-thirds, six runs against the Angels. Start before that was pretty good, seven innings, two runs against Arizona. Start before that, seven innings, four runs against Detroit, and then four innings, six runs against Toronto. So he had one good start in his last four. I don't exactly think he's going to pitch well in this one. I think Oakland probably gets to him early. Now, I'm not exactly sure who's going to pitch for Oakland, which I mentioned before, but Texas' offense, once again, is so bad, I don't think it really matters. So I do think that Oakland's going to sweep, 
and I think that they'll win these three games relatively easily. But that's going to segue us talking about the San Francisco Giants. Now, I mentioned once again that San Francisco ended up going one and two over the, uh, sorry, ended up going two and one against Houston over the weekend. Now, we ended up picking San Francisco to go one and two in that series, but uh, we picked Houston to win game one. Houston did. We picked the Giants to win game, uh, we picked Houston to win game two. Houston lost game two, but we did pick the Giants to win the series finale, which they did, so we ended up going two and one. But uh, looking at the matchup here, you have a weekend series against the Milwaukee Brewers, and this should be a pretty entertaining one because you have two first-place teams trying to duke it out. Now, we do not have a listed pitcher for the Giants for Saturday, but we'll get to that when we get to that. We're starting off with the Friday game taking place at 8.10 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, you have Webb taking on Burns, and for this one, I am going to be going with Burns in uh, Milwaukee. Uh, just looking at the fact that Burns, we know how good he is, 2.46 ERA, .97 whip. Webb's been good, too. But Burns has been absolute nails, and you're looking at his last couple of starts. He struggled against Atlanta in his last outing, four innings, five runs, but the starts before that were really, really pretty. Seven and a third, one run against Pittsburgh, five and two-thirds, one run against the Mets. Eight and a third, zero runs against Cincinnati, six innings, one run against Chicago. So Burns, despite the last start, has still been phenomenal, and I do think he'll pitch well once again at American Family Field. Meanwhile, you have Logan Webb who has been good, as I said before, 3.33 ERA, 1.21 whip. Now, the last couple of outings have also been really good. Just to go through them, uh, four innings, one run against the Cardinals, five innings, two runs against the Dodgers, six innings, one run against the Dodgers, and six innings, two runs against the Astros. Now, the one issue I do have with Webb is the lack of length. He did go sixth uh, the last two starts, but... San Francisco's bullpen, I do think, could potentially blink in this one. Now, the Brewers' bullpen without Hader, because Hader has COVID, has not exactly been shut down either. But Burns can definitely go a lot more innings than Webb can. I think Burns does enough to get the job done on Friday night. Now, looking at the Saturday game, you have somebody for the Giants pitching against uh, Woodruff. And looking at that matchup, just to go through Woodruff's numbers, of course, Woodruff has been solid. 2.26 2.26 ERA, 0.88 whip. Now, looking at the numbers recently in Woodruff's last couple of starts, they have been decent. I wouldn't say they've been as amazing as the overall ERA suggests, but to go through the last five starts, he ended up going six and a third, gave up four runs against the Mets, six innings, one run against the Reds, did give up nine hits in that one, but only gave up one run. Start after that, five and two thirds, one earned run against the Reds. Then seven innings, three runs against the White Sox, and five and a third of three runs against Atlanta. So Woodruff should pitch well, but you're looking at the overall ERA. I don't exactly expect him to go seven innings and no runs or anything crazy like that. I think he'll give up a couple, maybe a couple of home runs, but either way, I do think the Giants actually have a decent shot to get the job done in this one. Woodruff, of course, I like. I think he's a great pitcher. His ERA at home is 2.34, so he's basically been the same pitcher on the road as he has at home. But I do think that... There might be a little bit of value here with the Giants as an underdog, especially with the fact that this team has been playing pretty well lately. Uh, I think that the Giants definitely are live in this one. Do I think they're going to win? Maybe not, uh, but at the end of the day, I think there's value on it, and I definitely think that they could get the job done. But, uh, yeah, I'll take the Giants. I think that there might be value here, but Woodruff, I think, will pitch well. I think whoever the Giants use will pitch well, and I think you'll probably see a bullpen battle. This game might go to extras. We'll see. But I think the Giants will win the middle game 
in this series. And taking us to the series finale, you have Cueto against Anderson. Now, Anderson is a guy who has been around the block a few times, just like Johnny Cueto. Anderson's numbers have been meh, kind of similar to Cueto's numbers. Uh, looking at Cueto, 3.83 ERA, 1.29 whip. Meanwhile, Brett Anderson has a 3.67 ERA and a 1.25 whip. So the numbers are pretty comparable. I think that's a pretty fair way to put it. But looking at the recent performances from Anderson, he's been pretty solid uh, going through the last four outings. Four innings, no runs against the Mets. Five innings, two runs against the Royals. Six innings, no runs against the Pirates. And five and two-thirds, one run against the Braves. Now looking at the numbers for Cueto, He's been pretty streaky, I'd say, lately. Uh, Overall, he's been a pleasant surprise, especially at his age all year long, at the age of 35, with all the injuries he's had. Now, recently, he's also been pretty good. Uh, Ended up going, last four starts, five innings, one run against the Cardinals, five innings, three runs against the Pirates, five and two-thirds, no runs against the Dodgers, and five innings, three runs, two earned against the Diamondbacks. So these pitchers have been pretty even lately. So I'm going to go with the Giants. I think that the Giants... Just have something about them. I can't really explain it. It's not really tangible, but this team just finds ways to win games. Now, Milwaukee has played well lately. I will admit that. But I do like the amount of powerful righty bats in the Giants lineup. And I do think that Brett Anderson might give up a couple of long balls in this one. So I do think the Giants should end up taking the final two games of the series, which should result in a series win. So to quickly recap, once again, my thoughts for the upcoming weekend for the A's and for the Giants. I like the A's to sweep the series against Texas. Texas simply stinks. They're even worse on the road. Arguably the worst team in the entire league. And Oakland, of course, is still competing with the Yankees and even the Mariners for the wildcard spot. Plus, Boston's been sleep, uh, slipping a little bit. Ended up losing to Toronto earlier today. So I do think... Sorry, not Toronto. Ended up losing to Detroit earlier today. Sorry about that. But either way... Oakland might have a shot of closing in on the on the first wild card spot, so I do think that Oakland will ride the motivation to a series sweep. Don't get the Giants. I think the Giants will lose Game One with Burns on the mound because uh, Burns is just phenomenal. I think that Milwaukee will look sharp with him on the mound, but I do think the Giants will break through against Woodruff and Anderson. So I do think the Giants will win two out of three. Other than that, though, that has been this installment of the Big Red Podcast. Good luck to all of you and respect the best today. Bye, everyone. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.